Hi everyone, welcome to Hallie and Natalie's Mental Health Monday featuring Dina Gambella and Dr. Anna Chapman. So today we are going to be talking about teens mental health during high school and more specifically the pandemic and how it has affected adolescents. So would you feel comfortable talking to us a bit about like your mental health since the pandemic, like coming back to school and stuff? Um, and like the school activities are definitely different, but um, I, it was like really difficult last year, especially with like a lot of my friends being the opposite day. Throughout most of school, mental health as is, school is just not a general good place for like mental growth besides, you know, learning. It's a good environment, obviously. And especially, like, overthinking was a big problem for me. Just, like, taking every little thing and just, like, making it a really big deal and, like, trying to predict what was going to happen with COVID and just, like, a bunch of other things. And that made me, like, when we would have online schooling, I feel like I would just have so many distractions in my room and just, like, in my mind. And I, like, focus on the schoolwork because I would just be thinking about other things. So I feel like it definitely, like, affected people's grades and just like overall the main thing was just I started overthinking more so during COVID I was really um, locked down in my house because I have an autoimmune disorder which really I got really separated from my friend group and that really sucked but it was okay because as the vaccine started coming out and I got vaccinated I was able to um, go out and see my friends which really helped my mental health because I'm a very social person and not being able to see people for a while was really rough. So COVID has definitely had an effect on me and I would say it like mostly affected my like social anxiety and like just overall anxiety because since we weren't really seeing a lot of people or talking, it made me more shy and I just like, am definitely more reserved now. So I think it affected me in that way. To like socialize, I guess. You can't really, most of like socializing is now like online through text. So you don't like get to see people's faces anymore. So it's a lot harder to like actually connect with people mm-hmm. since you can't talk to them face to face, can't see how they react. It's more just words on a paper, I guess, or words on a phone. Now we are going to be chatting with Dina Gambella of Fellow Traveler Counseling and asking her some questions about the pandemic in high school from a licensed therapist's perspective. So could you speak a little bit on how the feeling of isolation has affected your teen clients or just teens in general? Um, I think isolation is just bad in general, yeah. whether you're a teenager or an adult. Uh, humans were not meant to exist alone, so I think that when you only have yourself, you look to avoid things where social situations may uh, deter that avoidance. But since you're alone, you're going to kind of lean into those things like, I don't know, drugs, too much TV, too much TikTok, too much food, not enough food. So I just think that um, with COVID and the quarantine, um, isolation has been pretty tough for the kids. Do you think there were any positives to it? I like to think that the family unit had a chance to sort of become a collective again. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, with that same note of the distractions of the world being taken away, people could kind of vibe with their families um, and pick up new hobbies. Like, that was fun. Like, baking banana bread, if you never baked banana bread before. Building a shed. I don't know. Um, So, yeah, different hobbies and more collective family time, I think, was one of uh, a few of the benefits. 
Um, how did you see COVID affecting like different age groups? Oh, let's see, age groups. So primarily I work with teenagers and then couples. So I would say that a lot of the couples, um, people in their 20s and up, had unfortunately more conflict because again, yeah. they didn't have those things to distract yeah. them again. Teenagers, some thrived, some struggled with, uh, like you said, the isolation. Um, and if you have a conflictual family system, I can't see how that was beneficial to be at home with them and only right. them. What is like one piece of advice you could give to a freshman starting high school or a piece of advice to seniors leaving high school? Okay, uh, freshman, mm expectations mm -hmm. and if you're a senior you also have big expectations right what's college yeah. going to be like and what is this new high school experience going to be look like so I would just say take it day by day whether you're a senior or a freshman listen to yourself listen to your family if it was good advice uh it's whether you're a freshman or a senior you're going to be experiencing a, an adjustment so take what you need leave the rest don't stress it you're going to make mistakes at wow. both junctures of your life and it's all good because those are the those are the spaces where you're supposed to make the mm -hmm. the mistakes yeah absolutely um, or any way you would recommend dealing with academic stress in such a competitive environment is that like just a thing at country day or do you know if it's all schools like i know yeah. it's a big thing at providence like other private schools La like all yeah. that yeah no yeah. i i would say you know i'm old af so. no, you're not. <laughs> i look back on on what it was like to apply for college when i was in high school versus now and i would say that i think what what i'm trying to say is that the level of competitiveness that your generation has is is unprecedented mm -hmm. some of that is getting into really great schools that pressure starts i would say eighth grade right yeah. like you start having those conversations about colleges and where you would move to some of that is legacy if your family came from a really great place and they went to a really great school they're going to be pushing you even harder to get into that school mm -hmm. um you guys are your warriors i don't know how you do it <laughs> so i would say balance that with fun mistakes you know messing up learning um you're going to have plenty of opportunities to to study and get the good grades and get into the good schools. So give yourself a nice balance of time to play as well. Yeah. Do you actually see technology negatively affecting mental health or is that just something our parents say to get us off our phones? Oh, aggressive nod. Okay. I mean, aggressive nod. Look, okay. Here's where I'm at with social media is that duality exists in everything. So I think that there are really beautiful, great things that come of it, like the connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like being able to press a button and not have to go to the store, right? Yeah. Um, you guys have instant access to your friends, support, uh, information. Yeah. At the same time, again, because duality exists, there is a lot of information on the internet that is not appropriate for all ages and eyes, right? Um, and it's very easy to get access to those things. It also, I see social media and technology sometimes as like an energy suck, right? Like we're all energetic beings. So the more I'm on my phone or my device, the less I'm like in the world, yeah. mm -hmm. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing to do is go out to dinner and then like watch couples who are eating <laughs> and then they're both on their phone. I'm like, cool, <laughs> sweet yeah. love. Like, yeah. what are you guys talking about? Probably nothing, which yeah. is a problem in itself. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. I see good and bad to it. Mm -hmm. 
but yes, your parents definitely want you off the phone to to be more participant, (laughs) to be more of a participant in life. And I support that. Sometimes my struggles cannot be explained in words. How would you recommend like communicating with teachers or advisors during like a crisis? Because it's sometimes hard to like speak out about, you know, things you're going through, I guess. That's a really great point because sometimes we don't have the language for when we're struggling. So I would absolutely recommend having a conversation with a professional, mental health professional or your family to sort of devise a plan of how do I speak to peers, teachers, colleagues, etc., when I'm in a position where I don't necessarily have the words, like say I'm having a panic attack, maybe it's a signal. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you have like a, I don't know. Cause you don't want to, you don't want it to be something that you feel uh, ashamed or embarrassed to say or use out loud. Right. Cause that's also a thing. So maybe it's just like a little, like, I don't know, a little tell or you pull your ear. I don't My know. My code word was gluten. Gluten. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a good one? Yes. I love it. I always use starfish for any code word. I know gluten's just always mine. Right, gluten. Yeah. All right. Namaste. (laughs) So yeah, coming up with little tips and tricks and tools so that if you are in a moment of duress or or, uh, conflict or crisis, that you can utilize that to get what you need. Have you noticed in your clients more or less stress from remote learning? Let me ask you guys. Like, what do you feel about that? You're the ones who had to experience it. During my psychology class, I was saying, like, um, this was, like, the worst for me. I hated it. And then, Mm -hmm. like, five people chimed in and were like, are you kidding? My grades have never been so high. Like, my teachers were so easy to communicate with. And I was like, huh, it's crazy how we had so, like, drastically different experiences. I agree with you, Hallie. I was not a huge fan of remote learning just because being at home, I had so many distractions. Like, I mean, I could easily go on my phone and sit in bed and like, I mean, half the time, like my first period class, I would wake up like at 8.59 and get on the Zoom at nine. Right, and I think it's a mixed bag, right? Like Mm -hmm. some people really thrived with the virtual learning and then there's some people who require more socialization or more structure. It's like getting up, brushing your teeth, picking on an outfit, having breakfast, like that's part of it, Mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. And then you have some people who were just, thrive they grab the laptop they slide it over in the bed and boom they're on it so i don't think that there's a good or bad or right or wrong way i think it was something we were forced to do and had never done before yeah you know back when the dinosaurs roamed and i was in college <laughs> i took one virtual class because it just wasn't i didn't a even thing. know they existed then. i know and i never went because i didn't log on and i didn't like <laughs> discipline myself to do it so it was literally um just a tough time for this girl. But I think I'm more of a visual learner, so I guess it would just depend on the human, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, so mixed bag to that answer. Do you want to, like, plug your therapy company or whatever? Oh, thanks. Yes. So my name is Dina Gambella. I've been practicing uh, mental health therapy since 2012 here in the greater Charlotte area. Um, I'm the owner of Fellow Traveler Counseling located in Dilworth. Um, I treat uh, disordered eating, Couples therapy, family therapy, mood disorders. Um, and her office is really nice. Thank it's you. It's a calming space. <laughs> You're very sweet. <laughs> I've moved. Again? to Literally to the house next door. Really? So if you know where Paper Skyscraper is, there's that white house right there on the right. Mm-hmm. It's the blue house, like wedged between Skin by Blair and the White House. Yes, I also have an associate who deals primarily with um, substance abuse. So we are kind of a... Full package here to serve the community. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at dina at dglmft.com. Thank you so much for chatting.
You're listening to Hallie and Natalie's Mental Health Monday. Hi guys, so today we have special guest Dr. Anna Chapman, the psychology teacher here at Charlotte Country Day School. Welcome Dr. Chapman. Thank you. A little bit about the classes that you teach. Sure, so I teach three AP psychology classes. I teach an IB psychology class, and those are kind of your general college intro level classes. And then I teach an awesome adolescent brain and behavior elective that Hallie is in. Um, And that one is more conversational, more um, application-based because it's really talking about the age group of adolescents. Why did you get into psychology? Oh, okay. That's (laughs) an interesting story. So I went to um, Emory for undergrad. I had no idea what I wanted to major in, had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I ended up majoring in international studies, which is part of the political science department and Spanish literature. And my senior year, I shadowed a bunch of people in the Atlanta area, and one of them was actually a child psychologist, and I really enjoyed what what she did. And so that prompted me to get my master's in counseling and then my doctorate in um, psychology. Awesome, awesome. So getting straight into the deeper questions now. So like, how did the pandemic affect your mental health and like the effect that it had on your teaching and your students and stuff? Sure. Um, so for me, right, there's with the pandemic, there's the sense of, of, of loss of control. Um, there's a lot happening in my world. I can't control it. Um, it was extremely anxiety producing. So I was extremely anxious. Um, I really tried to make an effort in engaging in self-care. So I went on a lot of walks by myself just to kind of process and to make sense of what I could make sense of. Um, then when we came back to teaching, it was very intimidating, right? It was a new system. Um, I hadn't been here that long. I was only here a year prior, and then half of that prior year, we were at stay-at-home orders. So yeah. coming back to teach was um, was challenging, but very invigorating at the same time. It, it was scary initially, just because here we are going to be in small rooms, no ventilation with other people. Um, so that was nerve-wracking. But then once we got into it and we started, I forgot just life goes on, right? Mm -hmm. We continue to live. And so that really motivated me at least to make the best of the situation. The students actually helped me, being in the classroom, helped me kind of take a step back and really reflect on the moment and be more present than I was during that summer that I was just thinking about the future and what's going to happen. And so I would say that actually the classroom and students helped me more so than maybe I oh, helped wow. them in, in that situation. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Now that it's post-quarantine and things are getting back to normal and people are having to readjust to life, like with the added exception of COVID guidelines, it can be tough for social lives, for people for people's social lives. Like, I know I've struggled personally with um, being, like, I became very antisocial during the pandemic. And, like, what would you suggest for students that are, like, readjusting back to social life and, like, having to see people every day you know yeah I mean to be honest I think it's such a unique experience I think trust your instincts right Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't say jump into kind of the social scene right away if that's not if that makes you nervous right Mm -hmm. listen to what you're feeling and what you're thinking and the good thing about a social life is that it could be virtual it could be just one other person I mean Mm -hmm. it's really up to you so I would say don't be pressured by what maybe what others are doing 
I think just listen to what is true for you and what you feel comfortable doing because it's all about our comfort zone. Because if you're in that environment and not comfortable, anxiety is going to increase. You're going to feel very um, uncomfortable. You're not going to feel you. So I think just listening to oneself and then going from from what we feel is comfortable is the best best approach. Another stressor for students is the end of the first quarter and a lot of stress comes with report cards and grades wrapping up. What do you suggest students do to cope with this pressure? I think it's important for students, and I typically say this a lot in my classes, that grades don't identify who you are. It's a piece of a very complicated puzzle of, of who is you, right? And so I think just keeping in mind that I think we sometimes put too much pressure on grades. Mm -hmm. Grades are important, but there's so much more. There's so many other things that are just as important as well or even more important, right? And so I think just keep it in mind that this is one data point, and this is honestly feel that students need to realize that this is just one piece of, of a very complicated puzzle as to who we are, right? We're much mm -hmm. more than our grades. We're, we're, we're much more, um, we're just more complex, more intricate, more wonderful beings than just a, a letter grade that determines that in one subject, right? And so I think just keeping that in mind is important. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to Hallie and Natalie's Mental Health Monday and special thanks to our guests, Dina Gambella and Dr. Anna Chapman. Hi, I'm Caroline Glidewell, a senior here at Charlotte Country Day School. Personally, I used to lose my lunch card every few days at school. I usually just toss it in my backpack after buying lunch, never to be seen again. But now, I've found a solution. At the Buck Shop, there are Charlotte Country Day phone wallets in both green and black. They simply attach to the back of your phone case. The phone wallet acts as a sticker that adheres to your phone case. This holder has enough room to hold your lunch card, driver's license, and credit cards, making them extremely accessible whenever you might need your cards. The Buck Shop carries two kinds, the one-pocket phone wallet in black and the two-pocket phone wallet in green. The phone wallets attach to the one thing you never take your eyes off of, your phone. The Charlotte Country Day card holder is available only inside the bookshop. This podcast is a production of Kicks Podcasting Class 2021.